We've been fighting a long time, and we have all lost so very much, so many loved ones gone. But you are not alone. There are pockets of resistance all around the planet. We are at the brink. You have no idea how important you are. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. Welcome everybody, Steve Assessment coming in once again with Charles Coulomb, still in Austria. You bet. Here we're going to talk was, to what? I am still here. He's melting away we, as well. It's a cool 95 where I'm at, but he's, uh, I think he's 96, 97 there. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty hot. But you know, it's going to drop down to the 70s tomorrow. <laughs> it's like that here in the summer. Well, when it's seventy here, it's your eye, your glasses still fog up. Uh, it's a, it's what you call a sauna outside. But I'm in the dirty south, so it's normal. Yeah, the deep south. You know, you can't beat the south. You know, that's what. That's the only thing I liked about living in Colorado. There was no humidity, so when the sun went down, when it was hundred degrees, it was nice and cool outside. Here, yeah, it's a sauna. <laughs> Well, that's see, that's that is true. I mean, same in Southern California, uh, when the sun usually, sometimes not, but usually, once that sun goes down, the heat drops. Yeah, and that that makes it better. But you know, if you've got a humid climate, it's not happening. New. Uh, the joke, of course, in Louisiana is that it's not the heat; it's the stupidity. <laughs> that's what they always say. But uh, no, we we had a uh, we had a. Uh, uh, American Exiles Fourth of July here, uh, barbecue and uh, you know weenie roast and all that kind of thing. But I have to say, my city of of Los Angeles outdid itself in terms of illegal fireworks this year. Mm -hmm. I was very impressed. I saw uh, the video. The news people so, were not so happy about that. Oh, so <laughs> like, how dare these people shoot fireworks? Oh, so sad. And you know the funny thing to me is that Soma, which is the almost all Mexican section of Los Angeles in the San Fernando Valley, where my brother has a home, for years we just sit in the back, uh, in the backyard and watch the neighbors let off what you saw all LA enveloped by. Mm. Roman candles, skyrockets. And you know, it was really sad that my late father didn't live to see it because uh, we would, of course, illegally, for people in the city of L.A., use safe and sane fireworks. But he would always go on rapturously about the dangerous Roman candles and skyrockets of his childhood. Uh, and there's a, um, a wonderful uh, American Heritage article you can get online called The Glorious Unsafe Fourth, all about just that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And my my dad was old enough to live that particular dream, so I'm very sad he didn't live long enough to, you know, relive the relive the adventure. And uh, it was interesting in looking at the uh, looking at the footage to see a number of palm trees got set on fire. 
you know, you'd have to expect. But yeah, it, it was pretty good. And the air quality, um, I wish I'd been there. I would have been nostalgic. Because mm-hmm. uh, when I was a boy, you know, the air was lousy in Los Angeles. It was just terrible. And I'm sure I've still got Miner's lung because of it. But, uh, <laughs> oh, it was horrible. You know, if you're living up in the valley, as we did several times, mm-hmm. when you drive down into the city, there'd be this cloud of yellow murk that you were going to go into. And you're like, ooh, knowing it was going to be in your lungs shortly. It glows at night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly, exactly. And then, you know, the one thing where the environmentalists were quite right is that, you know, if you limit the amount of lead emissions and you, <laughs> you, cut, you cut down the uh, the smokestacks, yeah. especially in a place with a heavy uh, immersion, inversion layer the way we have, then you know what? You're going to have cleaner air. Yeah. <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> I, I can remember it being so bad that we would sometimes you'd have days off because... Uh, it was. It was. It was. It would be insanity to yeah. have the kids. I've, I've always experienced that. I experienced that in Denver. Uh, there was a couple of times I, I remember walking outside, and I thought I told my wife, "Is somebody barbecuing? And did they burn a? Did they burn the grocery store? Because there was smoke all over, and it was kind of orangey-ish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's smog. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, they ain't nothing like smog. No, yeah, sir. Yeah, one thing we don't have down here. We got humidity, but we ain't we don't got smog. Smoggers are no. out west, New York. No, smog. It was really something and I and I uh, I can remember I used to get these horrendous headaches. Mm-hmm. You know, from the stuff. But as I say that that all passed, but apparently the night of the 4th of July, the air quality was the worst it's been in many years because <laughs> uh, the inversion layer, it being a hot summer. See, the hotter it is, the worse the inversion layer. So the reason why we would have hot and smoggy days and not cold and smoggy days <laughs> is because when it's cold, there's no inversion layer. Mm-hmm. And so it just, you know, goes away. I mean, there's, there's, even to this day, there's nothing quite so nice as the Southland after a good heavy rain. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it just it yeah. the Southern California after all the impurities are gone and the things are, you can see why people moved out there in droves. Mm-hmm. Uh, then things go back to normal and you can see why they also leave in droves. But, <laughs> uh, no, anyway, but uh, so it was it was fascinating. We had a Fourth of July uh, thing, as I say, no fireworks. Um, I have to admit. With what's going on in the country right now, I'm perhaps rather less homesick than I would have been. Um, it seems like, I mean, from over here anyway, it seems like an unrelenting tale of stupid. It's uh, literally like, hold my beer. How can I one-up you? Um, you know, give me, a, give me a rifle stock. I'll crash your teeth in, and then we'll see. Yeah, I mean... Um, Chad, the uh, People's Republic of Chaz no longer exists. I was kind of hoping to get to see the Olympic team, though. It, yeah, they, they I, I was broken. They didn't go after the mayor. I was brokenhearted about that. About uh, Chaz, Chop, Chump, whatever it ended up being called. Yeah. I was very upset at it being broken up. I felt that this was an assault on our precious American liberties. Uh... I, I I think that what it was is that the mayor of Seattle is a racist. 
the woman is a screaming racist and her attack on Chaz Chop was unprovoked. <laughs> it was un- totally unprovoked. It shows she hates the people. Where, where, where was the fire on Fort Sumter at Fort Chaz? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what it is? The mayor of Seattle is a Karen. We know this. She's a Karen. And she took her, she proved her Karenhood by suppressing the peaceful, innocent inhabitants of Chaz. I mean, the nerve of that broad, I'll tell you, I can't believe she did that. That's terrible. I mean, yes. what next? Funding the Minneapolis PD so the city doesn't burn? <laughs> I mean, you know, is there no end to this insanity? Yeah. And ladies and gentlemen, this is how you deal with stuff like this. You mock it. It's because it's so stupid. <laughs> well, what, what else can you do? Yeah. I mean, you know, what makes, it, what makes it doubly infuriating, really, when I think of all the beautiful things these people have destroyed, uh, and how much more they want to destroy, and how much more they will destroy, um, and how idiotic people are bending over backwards to accommodate them. See, I don't care how noble your cause, you think your cause is, or even how noble it may be. You pull this sort of garbage. You're going to say uh, the country is just racist and it's horrible and it's evil. Well, you know what, little one? You have three choices ahead of you, as I see it. One, you can pick up your little rear end and go somewhere else. Lord knows I have. <laughs> but really and truly, if you think that America is an irredeemable land of racism, you need to go somewhere that isn't. The very nature of its being irredeemable shows that you can't reform it, not without slaughtering 75% of its inhabitants. And since I don't think even these morons imagine they can pull that off, then I think what they need to do is go to someplace like Mauritania. Oh, they still have black slaves in Mauritania. Oh, we're not talking about that, are we? But maybe Black Lives Matter and Antifa could land at the port of Nukashu, Mauritania, hire a few trucks or something or other to go off into the interior and battle with the Tuaregs to free their Haratin slaves. Oh. Yeah. I love the guys yeah. like Colin Kaepernick and those guys that are with Nike and all got their moral high ground, but are totally fine with slave labor. LeBron James, I don't hear him talking about those kind of slave work. Uh, I I think I think if you if if you were if I were a betting man or better if I were a bookie, and I would take bets on Torregs versus uh, Black Lives Matter slash Antifa. I'd bet on the Toregs every bloody time. Because those guys, there's a reason they still have their slaves. Yeah. They believe in the institution. I thought it was like. Really? One guy, it was Jocko Willick. He was talking about that. He said, uh, there's a reason why they don't come into my neighborhood. They don't have the heart for their movement, they don't come into neighborhoods where they might have to fight. Well, no, and there, I've been very happy to see both the Latin kings in Chicago, Cicero and places like that, and uh, the Crips in Long Beach, driving them off. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was kind of funny because in my, um, 
I don't know if you'd call it a utopia or a dystopia, but my novel of the future, um, Star Spangled Crown, that's exactly what happens. And uh, several of these gangs get turned into royal militia. <laughs> but see, that's actually how things happen in history. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yesterday's gang leader is tomorrow's feudal lord. <laughs> so are we trying to say that Idiocracy and Star Spangled Crown could be made into a movie to talk about now? <laughs> it could, could be. Could be. Call it, uh, I don't know, Skyrockets Over Hollywood. <laughs> Afternoon Delight. Uh, <laughs> I was waiting for you to say that. I was going to say it, but I was, I'll let him finish the tune. No, you, you know, you and I have the same kind of stupid... Uh, stuff crammed in here. You know, it's very sad, really. Hey, uh, don't you wish we had some useful things in there and not this garbage? <laughs> this this uh, pop culture from nowhere. It wouldn't you know, be as it fun, much... What's that? It wouldn't be as fun, though. Well, there's that. There's that. Sky rockets in flight. <laughs> Afternoon delight. And uh, what was the other one that they came out around the same time? Please, Mrs. Somebody. And then the operator says, give me three more minutes. He's talking on the phone. It's it's really a... I'd probably, if I heard it, I'd probably recognize it. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, well. Billy, don't be a hero. Yeah. I'll tell you that, at least. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't, it's not registered, but yeah, I bet if we turned it on. I, I should look, but I'll forget about it. It's the night Chicago died. <laughs> That's right. All the all the worst of, of, of the seventies drivel. That's what I'm tossing out at you all today. <laughs> and why shouldn't I? <laughs> I lived the dream. I was there when they were spewing this garbage into the middle. Uh, the middle. Oh, you know this is apropos of nothing. But you recall the the weird costumes that Cher used to wear oh, yeah. on the setting and Cher comedy hour. Uh-huh. Well, about three or four years ago, this woman was writing the LA Times how she had taken her little daughter to one of these old hobby shops, you know, that have a lot of stuff from that era that uh-huh. was never sold or whatever. So she <laughs> she picks up a doll of Cher in one of these weird costumes, and she says, Mommy, is this drag queen Barbie? <laughs> sad thing is the little girl was sincere i mean that's the kind of thing i might have said at that age but i wouldn't have been sincere about it this poor girl she she Serious really is thought, a heart attack yep yep <laughs> but it gives you a, it gives you an idea of how barbie not barbie but uh, share dolls look to the modern child's mind at any rate what uh, what i think we uh, we could uh, yap about today especially in the uh, wake of the adventures of the 4th of July is are you ready? True and false Americanism. Yes. Ah, you're a grand old flag, you're a high-flying flag, and forever in peace may you wave 
You're the emblem of the land I love, the homo, the free, and the brave. How did they like our musical uh, renditions last time? People love it. They're buying the MP3s left and right. <laughs> I, I'm sorry? They're buying the MP3s left and right. They love it. Yeah, okay. Well, folks, I, I, you know what they say, or rather what Hunter S. Thompson said, when the going gets weird, the weird turn pro. <laughs> so, my, my career in a nutshell. But, uh, no, there is a real Americanism. Uh, now, we Catholics, we Catholic Americans, are used in dealing purely with uh, the heresy of Americanism which is a terrible heresy, and not only did all sorts of awful things, but thanks to John Courtney Murray, got exported to the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. But that, oddly enough, is not the Americanism I want to talk about. It's I've talked about it elsewhere. And I don't think anybody would accuse me of holding it. I've been accused of being an American. I've been accused of hating the Founding Fathers and hating our country. I've been accused of all sorts of things, but nobody ever accused me of holding the heresy of Americans. So, what is the other um, definition of Americanism? Well, I'll tell you. I was an Eagle Scout, and I served in our National Guard. So, my brothers in the American Legion, um, I belong to several organizations that even today have the Pledge of Allegiance at the beginning of their meetings. And those are all remnants, remnants, pieces and bits of what was called Americanism. And Americanism had all sorts of things that it would talk about. Have you ever heard of uh, the American's Creed? I do, but I couldn't repeat it right now. I do remember it, though. Well, don't ask me to repeat it. I never memorized it. But the American's Creed summed up what was called, when I was young, and I guess when you were young, what was considered to be Americanism. And I will summon it up from the vasty deep, and you will see, I mean, it's, it's a beautiful illustration of what, what people considered to be the thing that all Americans believed. Our, our country had a sort of quasi-religious adulation of itself. Mm -hmm. And the American's Creed is probably the best example thereof. So here we are. I believe in the United States of America as a government of the people, by the people, for the people, whose just powers are derived from the consent of the governed, a democracy and a republic, a sovereign nation of many sovereign states, a perfect union, one and inseparable, established upon those principles of freedom, equality, justice, and humanity for which American patriots sacrifice their lives and fortunes. I therefore believe it is my duty to my country to love it, to support its constitution, to obey its laws, to respect its flag, and to defend it against all enemies. Well, before I say anything else, I have to make an admission. Uh, except as a statement to some degree of fact, I really can't go along with that first paragraph. <laughs> right. 
I really can. But I certainly can go along with the second. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to read the second paragraph again. I'll drop the therefore. I believe it is my duty to my country to love it, to support its constitution, to obey its laws, to respect its flag, and to defend it against all enemies. Now, the problem with that first paragraph is that it is a declaration of what was considered to be the ideology of America. And you'd often hear it. America is not a country, it's an idea. Mm-hmm. And Americans don't have to be citizens as long as they share that idea. And this was said before the immigration thing. People would say things like this. An American can be a Frenchman or a Swede. He can be an African or a nation. As long as he cherishes in his heart those ideals of freedom for which the founding fathers died. That kind of stuff. Well, unfortunately, to my way of thinking, that notion did replace the country itself in the hearts and minds of many people. And in the 60s, along came a man called Howard Zinn. Now, I love Zinfandel wine, red Zinfandel, which we often call Zinn. I assure you, Howard Zinn had nothing to do with that. Um, Howard Zinn wrote A People's History of uh, the United States, which, as you can guess by the name, is sort of a left-wing kind of thing. And I don't want to say that all of his criticisms of the country were wrong. They weren't necessarily all wrong. But, you know, one of the problems with the left is that while they're often very good at seeing what's wrong, their recipes, their 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 responses are oftentimes worse than the original problem. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're sick to your stomach? Try this strychnine. It'll take care of you. And it would, too. Um, and Howard Zinn and his school, which is now dominant in the American university and really in the American educational system to a great degree. Um, It was like that. And it had the effect of blowing apart the first part of that creed without giving any reason uh, to justify the second. Now, what what does this mean? What, what, What is Americanism really? Well, Let's forget the word Americanism for a minute. Not just because of the baggage it carries for Catholics, but also because it does sum up that first paragraph with which I have to say, I myself don't agree. So I would say that a big part of the problem with it is it destroys love of country in people who have come to see it as untrue. I would say that what people always said when I was growing up, that this country isn't an idea, isn't a country, it's an idea, is exactly wrong. And it's the wrong message to be giving. Because the truth is, this country 
is a lot more than some weird pie in the sky, shining city on the hill, last best hope of mankind thing. It's much different than that. It is the land in which God placed us. It's the land where our fathers came or where we ourselves came. They gave us opportunity. That even gave us the chance, had we not been worthless cowards and real traitors to our country, even gave us the chance to evangelize her, which we, in our cowardice and our pride, neglected to do. Um, and that, by the way, is the real mark of the patriot, the Catholic American patriot, is that he wants above all to convert his country, to see her become what God intended for her to become from all eternity. Mm -hmm. um, but he didn't do it. And in that sense, we were far worse traitors than Benedict Arnold or Jefferson Davis. Um, and we are paying the price now. You know, people have asked me if I think that uh, either or both the coronavirus and the ongoing stupidities are uh, punishments from God. And I can only say, well, they don't seem to be blessings, do they? These aren't rewards for good behavior. You know, you folks have been so pious and devout. I guess I'm going to give you a disease first and then give control of everyday life to real stupid people. I mean, brain-dead morons who couldn't get a real job if their lives depended on it. Who's only the only work open to them is either running a city hall or a state house on the one hand or looting in the streets on the other. You know, two brands of moron that feed off each other like uh, self-fulfilling parasites. Anyway, where are we going with all this? Well, tell us how you really feel, Charles. Uh, <laughs> I'm 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 beyond uh, I'm beyond holding back. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought you were holding I, back. Then let it all go. Are you? <laughs> I am. I'm going to let it all hang out, which is of course what we were told to do in the '60s, <laughs> as I well remember. But somehow, when it came to me letting it all hang out, nobody wanted me to. <laughs> I don't know why this is. Letting it all hang out was always reserved for other people. Yeah. When I came along and I said, hey, I got a lot to let it know. No, no, not yours. <laughs> but you said no. But I, no. But no. Well, I'm sick and tired of being repressed, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Decades too late, I'm joining Mario Savio in the free speech movement. <laughs> You bet. Charles is free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, he is free at last. <laughs> That's right. Burn, baby, burn. You bet. The time has come. And actually, all kidding aside, it really has. I mean, the jig is up, so to speak. Uh, it's all over. Uh, there's no point pretending. Um, we have mobs running around our major cities uh plundering and destroying with impunity in the name of uh the evils of the country see if the country were what they claim it is they'd all be dead the little rear ends would have been shot off the first time around our local equivalent of cossacks would have would have speared them that's what would have really happened if this were the country of their dreams 
Unfortunately, I believe they will create the country of their dreams. Maybe that's what they want to do. Maybe they're masochists and are really getting out there saying, please beat me, smack me around, hurt me. You know, you keep doing that for a while. Eventually, you'll find someone who's willing to help you. Yep, you will. You will. Keep going, being obnoxious, breaking the furniture, smashing vases, and saying, kick me, hurt me, make me scream. That combination. One or the other by itself might not do it, but the two together. You're going to find somebody who's going to help you out with your particular weird need. Mm -hmm. Except I don't really think you're going to like it as much as you think you will. I really don't. The proof of the pudding, I mean, already in advance of the the mayors, the governors, street gangs in Chicago, Illinois, Cicero, Illinois, Long Beach, California, taking back the streets from Antifa and uh, and uh, BLM. I mean, uh, I, I saw a video of these Crips encountering the BLM in Long Beach, and it, it was funny. The BLM weren't going to hang around. No, 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 no. I got to look it up. I, I didn't see the video. I got to check that out. Oh, it's it's really something. It's a little Long Beach. Get your ass out of here. Little, we, say, say you're sorry. And then you see them kind of just turning around silently, and the guys are following them by tuperating at them. <laughs> they didn't even have to smack him around. It wasn't the Proud Boys, the Boogaloo Boys doing him in. Nope. They knew better than to fight the Crips. If two if two old people with guns outside their St. Louis house can run those guys off, I think the Crips going to make them running. Oh, and I, I tell you what, just watching those two old people, the McCloskeys, I guess they're yeah. called. Uh, oh, oh, it's a Karen moment. No scumbag. Wait till your house gets it. Then we'll see. I bet the McCloskeys clear out though. I mean, I sure would. <laughs> that place would be on the market so quick. <laughs> Not my problem anymore. Bye bye. <laughs> I mean, other than I that, that Rouge it, is good this time of year. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, you know, I'll bet their I'll bet their uh, donations to the neighborhood funds go to, go way down this year. Mm. It's funny how you uh, threaten people; they stop giving to charity. Funny how that works. Uh, at any rate, so this brings us again. What is real Americanism? Well, I tell you, it is the second paragraph of that American creed. Less the therefore. Uh, and that's something we've lost sight of. You can't evangelize what you don't love, and you can't love what you don't know. So once this insanity is over, if indeed it ever does end, um, get to know your country, starting with where you are. That is to say, your parish. And when I say your parish, I don't just mean your parish church. I mean everything, shops, monuments, restaurants, whatever, within your parish boundaries. You know, in medieval Europe, parish was the smallest a unit of civil administration. And in fact, in those days, the parish council, the equivalent thereof, not only uh, it took care of the church body, the fabric of the church, 
but they also took care of the poor and things like street labs and, and all that. That's what the parish council did. And as a result, one of the innumerable phrases for going broke, because you'd have to go to the parish workhouse in England, let's uh, say you were going out of the parish. Now, the, the, uh, in those days, of course, parish councils were all male, which is good, because could you imagine if Susan from the parish council had had any supervising over poor little Oliver Twist? That poor kid would have thought Mr. Bumble was great. You know, he's so easy to get along with, so reasonable. <laughs> but that Miss Susan, I'll tell you what. <laughs> he thought we had some she, problems now. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know, he goes up and asks for a second, right? Karen were there, not Karen, Susan were there instead of Mr. Bumble. He'd go up with the ball and she'd say, get away, moron. <laughs> But it's dinner time. I don't care if it's lunchtime. Get out. No, no, you, you, you don't want Susan to the parish council running the workhouse. Trust me. Not a good idea. But seriously, uh, I think that uh, I think that we've got to regain that love of place of where we are, and then it, it grows up from there. You know, you love your your parish, your neighborhood, your ward, your district, whatever they call your borough, whatever they call the section of your city, if you live in a city. And then the city itself or the town or if you're in some rural district and then the county then the state or province and then the nation. See, that is the way you love things from the bottom up. That's real democracy. And if you get a person in every town doing this, it all just grows, and all of a sudden, it all unifies in the one afterwards. After after a while, absolutely. And of course, the other thing you also remember is that everybody who's worthwhile in a way loves their parish, their town, their state, their country, as much as you love yours. And loving those things doesn't mean you have to hate the others. Mm -hmm. It just means you love your own. Uh, but because you love your own, you can understand why people love theirs. And you don't begrudge it to them. Instead, of course, we do it just the other way around. Everything is imposed from the top. And these morons that are running around in the streets and the other morons that are mooning around in the city halls and state houses, these worthless dogs, they think it's from the top down. You know? First, you love humanity as a whole. Uh, except those parts of humanity that aren't the way they should be. Then you abuse. Then maybe you love your country. Then maybe you love this. Then maybe all the way down to the bottom. But usually it never gets down to the bottom. There was a very funny um, video of a bunch of Antifa demonstrators coming into a little town in Alberta, Canada. And the spokes creature lady said to uh, the fellow who had a, he was asking her, what are you here for? It's because of racism. Now they're all white, you know. Mm -hmm. He says, racism, I see. Have you ever encountered any racism in this town that you're coming into? Oh, there's lots of racism here. Really? Give me one example. Oh, it's everywhere. Uh, that wasn't my question. <laughs> 
Give me an example of racism in this town, which you say is the reason you're coming in here. Well, there's lots of it. There has to be. You know, it just went on like this. Mm -hmm. um, a baseball bat might have helped that lady with her, uh, you know. And see, that's the downside. Those baseball bats and then other things, I think, are going to start coming out if this thing is not stopped quickly. But I have a feeling. It's only a feeling. And I'll make some predictions now, ladies and gentlemen. I may be completely wrong. Mm. And if I'm wrong, I'll be the first one to tell you. Then you'll know I'm not really using the tarot cards and the crystal ball. It's like this. Um, my suspicion is that if the president continues to allow the local authorities to mishandle the operations, as I'm sure he shall, at least until the election, because, of course, if he did anything, their great strategy would be to say he's a tyrant. Um, as it stands right now, he's funding whatever they want to do and leaving it to them to make the decisions. So I suspect this is going to probably go on until November. I really do. Mm -hmm. uh, probably increasing in nastiness, quite possibly after another month or two of it, with people opposed to these ideas coming out swinging. And they'll get probably the brute end of uh, the brute end of um, uh, what's the word? The brute end of law enforcement. Mm -hmm. You know, where these guys are being treated pretty much with kid gloves, their opponents will not be. I, you know, they suddenly will find that uh, the mayors can use law enforcement when they're interested, um, and that's something to bear in mind. But. Um, you know, and of course, it's it's like I, I actually had someone to say to me. I made the the comment that uh, the alt right up till now really hasn't done much in the way of violence. And I got a note uh, from somebody: Have you forgotten Charlottesville? <laughs> okay, honey child. Charlottesville in comparison to everything that's been going on in this country the past month and a half. Right. Really? 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 I'll tell you what, if the alt-right were capable of doing anything like we've been seeing the uh, the BLMs and the Antifas, if they were capable of doing something like that, uh, we'd have seen something a lot sooner. Anyway, now, not, not that this may not give them the, the ground on which to thrive I won't say it won't I won't say it won't anyway so it'll go on there'll be a resistance of some kind which as I say will feel more from law enforcement than the current uh, morons do uh, I suspect that the uh, Trumpster will be reelected, and when he is he will probably then crack down on the violence pretty heavily you know, invoke the Insurrection Act or something and put an end to it. And probably put a lot of um, a lot of city halls out of business uh, in all likelihood. Um, one way or the other. But that having been done, we will find out in the next term 
what Mr. Trump really is like. You know, remember, we had no idea of Mr. Obama's gender obsessions in his first term. Because he knew full well that wasn't going to get him into the White House a second time. That wasn't going to play with the black community, which is why the first time he uh, pretended and why he pretended the second time. But as soon as he was securely in power, he let it all hang out. It'll be the same way. Mm-hmm. We'll find out what Mr. Trump is really about in the second term. And since I don't know him that well, I'm not going to even speculate as to what we'll find out. But we will find out what it is we have. Um, I hope it's something nice, but you never know. What I see in the long term, though, because this split will not simply go away. I see in the long term increasing civil unrest, probably ending with some sort of a strongman. And then everything will depend on him, you know, whether he's Franco or Mussolini, Mm -hmm. whether he's uh, Pinochet or Hitler. It'll all, everything will depend on his quirks. And frankly, I'm not looking forward to it, and I hope I'm wrong. But that is my suspicion. And after that, after that, it'll, it'll, as with Franco, it'll all depend on what he does uh, to solidify or not solidify the state. So we'll see. None of it looks very happy making, ladies and gentlemen, and I wish I could give you some something more uh, gleeful in a temporary sense. But since I can't, I'll move on to the higher sense. And the higher sense is that God is still in charge. Christ is still king. That has not changed. Neither of the requirements necessary for us to save our souls. Those haven't changed either. And no one can stop us from trying to save our souls and trying to save the souls of those around us. Uh, as you know, I've got a book coming out next month on Blessed Kaiser Karl of Austria. Do you uh, have a book coming out? Did I mention that? <laughs> did I mention the publisher? <laughs> if you uh, hit the link underneath for 15% off using the code oh. SF15. Oh, for, gosh. If I you no act idea. today. Or tomorrow, or the next day. Whenever no you want <laughs> No CODs. Void were prohibited. Not an actor. <laughs> Operators are standing by. Free shipping and handling. Actually, the free shipping is free. <laughs> See, what about handling, though? Uh, they, they got rid of the handlers. <laughs> See, I, I, never mind. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but this was a man who had everything fall apart on him. And he saved his soul. He ended up as a blessed, and he's been a huge blessing ever since he continues to be. So do not let the outward appearances of the geopolitical historical phase in which you live deflect you from what will lead to your eternal paradise. And may, you know, mind you, all of my horrible predictions, if we make any kind of of progress in evangelizing this great nation of ours, all those bets are off. 
I'm simply looking at what we have in the moment. But if there is a great Catholic revival in this country, things will be very different. But you got to want it. You got to know what you're even evangelizing. You got to know the faith to love the faith to be able to spread it to others. Yeah. To make any kind of a dent. You, you can't be a reservoir unless you have water. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, then you're just a dry creek bed or a dry lake. So, yeah, you've got to know your faith. You've got to learn it as well as you can. You've also got to know your country as well as you can because you can't, as I say, you can't evangelize what you don't love. You can't love what you don't know. And that's one reason why uh, missionaries have always made the best ethnographic museums because they get to know the district in which they go into really well the better to convert it so that's my advice and that's real Americanism that's real American patriotism which is a better term uh, and I, I I cannot emphasize enough the need to love this country because you can't evangelize it unless you do you just can't mm-hmm. And you need to evangelize her because she is doomed otherwise. And it's our really. duty. Yeah. It's our duty just as it is of any Catholic Indian or Catholic Japanese. I know Catholic it's not Chinese. dogma for this, but I think it was Father Hardin says the Catholic that does not evangelize has no hope for the eternal salvation or to see it. That's pretty tough. Yeah. <laughs> What if what if I just put in a buck every Sunday? Would that be enough? <laughs> or if I don't put in a buck, would it be okay if I just used my uh, my parish's automatic uh, uh, online uh, uh, donating system? Would that be all right? Uh, the minimal, bare minimum. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's what I think you're doing is the bare minimum. I think so, the bare minimum. And, you know, it, it, it makes it pretty easy because this, nowadays I'm getting the bare minimum. <laughs> the, uh, the website will say, no communion, no confessions, no masses. Uh, send your donation in here. <laughs> That's below the bare minimum. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, they give the minimum, you, you give the minimum. It's, it's a love network. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One hand smacks the other. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so now you've you've heard my rant on Americanism, and I hope you're duly uh, duly edificated. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the act locally, think locally. Uh, if you try to think about the entire continent to evangelize, you're going to despair. But yeah, if you worry about your street, and then after that your block, and then after that your community, town, neighborhood, they got a chance. Yeah, and, you know, there are a lot of things you could do that you, you probably don't even think about. For instance, if you belong to the Rotary Club or something, mm-hmm. um, being a practicing Catholic to the extent of inviting your best friends from Rotary to your kid's confirmation party, uh, that could be a powerful thing. Never underestimate the Ministry of Hospitality. Because, uh, you, you know, when you invite non-Catholics to baptisms, uh, First Communions, Confirmations, those three, uh, 
they will want to know what it's all about, and you will find yourself in a position to tell them all very pleasantly. It's not like you're going to be getting up on a soapbox and telling them stuff. It says, well, you see, we believe this and such, and that's why we do this and such. Uh, of your of your eight or nine friends who invite like that, probably seven or eight will be like, oh. but one of them will very likely say, huh, really, that's interesting. Never heard that before. And then you've got an opening. Even smiling. Life sucks, grab a helmet. It's crappy out there. You should have joy. Yep. Happiness all around. There's a Theodore uh, St. Theophane. Uh, his bishop would has had the quote, three cheers for joy. And this is a bishop that had all his priests getting killed in Vietnam in the missions. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, keep a joyful outlook, ladies and gentlemen. It, it's not that difficult if you always remember that this doesn't last. You know, do what you have to do right now to keep going, but keep your eyes on the prize in the words of the old civil rights song. The only thing that we did wrong was staying in the wilderness too long. Keep your eyes on the prize. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Keep your eyes on the prize. Hold on, hold on. We forgot to mention the last time. If you want Charles to come perform at your child's baptism or confirmation party, oh, wet the well, info underneath, I... fly him out there. He can sing all day. That's right. Especially songs that are either inappropriate or perhaps rarely looked at for that particular occasion. <laughs> you know, I don't know, Mr. Kulo, do you really want to sing We'll Meet Again at the funeral? <laughs> Why not? It's a great song. <laughs> yeah, but... I got my secretary screwed up everything. <laughs> I, 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 but, Mr. Kulo, I we appreciate your coming to the wedding, but... Uh, two for the price of one is that is that really a good a good song <laughs> to sing at this uh, is that a little a little out of place <laughs> no why did you sing the time warp at the baptism Mr. Coulomb that doesn't make any sense at all so I make no claim that the songs will be appropriate but I promise you that if I sing them I'll remember most of the words and the verses <laughs> This strictly will, for entertainment purposes only. <laughs> and I will approximate. I will approximate the two to some degree. <laughs> uh, operators are standing by. Yeah, they sure are. <laughs> Charles, appreciate, it, bud. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. I, uh, you know, we've got to keep. We've got to keep a message of hope and happiness, and you know. Whatever happens from here on out, remember one thing. All the nonsense that we're dealing with right now was already present. It wasn't brought in with great expense from out of town. Um, if you're not happy with the way your mayor or your governor is handling the situation, don't think they were really great and then went stupid overnight. They were stupid to begin with. So you have to ask yourself if you voted for them. If you didn't, well, then you're off, you're off the hook. But if you did vote for them, ladies and gentlemen, you have to ask yourself, 
to what degree are you responsible by not paying more careful attention? And don't let that happen again. Please, make sure that you regard mayoral elections, uh, state elections, any election, as regarded as important as the national elections. Because, as we've seen, they are. Yeah, if this hasn't proved it, I don't know what will. No. I mean, for years, literally, I've been saying, uh, you, you know, most of the laws you live under are made at the local level. Mm-hmm. And that's where the important politicking is really going on. And, I, you know, I've said it to I'm blue in the face. And but I'll leave you with one more song. <laughs> Yes, yes. And I'll leave you with a song made popular by Franklin Delano Roosevelt as his campaign song in 1933. You tell yourself the message of this song over and over again, ladies and gentlemen. And who knows? Maybe it'll come true by magic. And maybe the Yankees will win the pennant and maybe the Dodgers will go home to Brooklyn. Any any (laughs) life is like that. There are all sorts of things that could happen. So... Here it is. Are you ready? We're ready. Happy days are here again. The skies above are clear again. Let us sing a song of cheer again. Happy days are here again. All together shout it now. There's no one can deny it now. And we'll tell the world about it now. Happy days are here again. Mindless optimism, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Mindless optimism. That's what I'm calling for. And if elected... uh... That's that's just going to be his campaign slogan. Vote for Charles. (laughs) Mindless optimism. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Ah, You wait. When I I run for, uh, for the presidency in 2024... That will be my motto. Mindless optimism. Why not? Our gateway Con- to the future. Kanye's running. I don't know what his first I, I remember when Pat Paulson ran in 1968. And he had a great line. People ask me, why should I waste my vote on you? I say, don't waste your vote on me. Waste it on one of the other guys. <laughs> <laughs> But don't do it at a local level, guys. We're just- <laughs> no, no, no. There, there it's real. <laughs> Stay- there it's real. Think local, act local, worry about your That's local right. guys. <laughs> Be a glocalist. <laughs> all right. God bless you all. Charles, thanks, bud.